Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Kyle Costello, and I will be your host for today. Well, today we continue reading in our annual read about the seven deadly sins and this specific one of envy. This comes from Proverbs 27.4. It says, Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? If I'm honest, this passage is one that I wanted to argue with at first. Do you ever have those moments in the Bible, like you read it and you're like, no, 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 that's not the way it is. This one was that way for me. Listen again. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. So it's saying like anger when it comes against you and fury like it's intense. But then listen to what it says. But who can stand before jealousy? So, so it's asking us the question like, um, don't you see that jealousy is actually something you can't even stand in the face of? It's almost like it's saying it's, it's way more intense than anger and fury. So part of me is like, nah, that, that, that can't be true. But then when you start to think about it, and even when you look at the way Tim and Kathy Keller unpack it, well, it starts to make sense. See, often I can have those moments with the Bible where I'm like, no, that can't be true. But the more I listen to it, the more I hear what's said, the more I think about the way the world works, Bible, it's always proven true. See, envy, which we, we, we talked about it yesterday, but now we get into what it actually does in our hearts and how we relate to one another. It, it starts out with us maybe wanting something that someone else has. Or their, you know, it can be their life. It can be, a, it can be um, something materially they have. It can be um, their body, which we talked about. In my case, like their full head of hair, right? But then if we don't deal with it, if we don't give it to God, if we don't recognize um, that, that it's actually a lie that whatever they have, if we had it, would give us hope and peace and that that can only be found in Jesus, if we don't go down that road, it can start to consume us. And then our, our, um, our, our kind of discontent, it gets focused on that person that we're envying. And then all of a sudden, we don't see them as, as someone who God loves. We don't see them that, as someone that Jesus would say, we're called as Christians to serve, to give grace to. Oh, we, we see them as someone to, um, in a way, be dealt with, right? In envy, we don't just want other people's lives. We start to resent and begrudge them their lives. That's what the Kellers tell us. We start to see that individual. We start to see that group of people, not as people created in God's image, but as people that we want to emulate, people we want to be like, people that we want to serve almost in a way like God's. Or this, we get so frustrated that we have such bitterness and contempt towards them that we would seek to harm them or rob them of what they have attained and what we envy. Now the scripture starts to make sense. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? See, true, true jealousy consumes us. 
It's, it's on our mind when we wake up in the morning. It's on our mind when we go to sleep at night. We'll make life-changing, life-altering decisions to pursue something that we think will satisfy us and give us hope. There's a great question, right, in the, in the end of the reading today. It says, is there someone you feel has the life you deserve more? Again, just like yesterday, when envy takes over, we start to forget what we have in Jesus. We, we focus on the things in this world that we don't have. We compare ourselves to one another, and we start to believe the lie that somehow we deserve more. They deserve less. No longer are we um, following Jesus as people who would give grace, who would give mercy, who would give forgiveness. Rather, we're people who are um, defined by our entitlement. But think about that for a minute. Uh, even if you are listening to this and you would not call yourself a Christian, you probably know that the last thing Jesus wanted for his followers was to be defined by entitlement. In fact, if you look at the scriptures, what it says we're supposed to be defined by is our love. How did Jesus love us? Well, the book of Philippians says that um, he, he stepped off of his throne, came down from the heavens, lived a life with us, right? Like he, he didn't envy the position he had. So that wasn't where his identity was found. His identity was found in the love of the Father, Son, and Spirit, and their desire to be um, a God of mercy and grace and forgiveness, of pursuit. And so they served us. So Jesus, in his life and in his ministry, what does he do? He's free to weep with those who weep. Not, not at the moment they're weeping, stand in triumph because he's not in that vulnerable space. He's able to serve the less fortunate. Not because he has something that they don't, but because he's completely free to serve and love because that's what he's all about. He's not defined by what he has. He's defined by who he is. And that's what we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, are called to as well. To be identified by a God who, when we could offer him nothing, gives us everything in Jesus. Anytime I find myself starting to think less of someone because of what they have and maybe because I want it, anytime I start to feel like I deserve something, sometimes I challenge myself to speak that out to God. And it sounds a bit ridiculous, but I challenge myself to do it so I can hear how ridiculous it is. So I can hear... Um, just what I'm saying to God, the God who, even when I rejected him and rebelled against him, gave me his son, gave me the greatest gift I could ever imagine. Sometimes still I come to him thinking I deserve something more. I speak it out and in those moments I'm remembered to also receive his grace. That he isn't... Um, rejecting me for, for speaking out uh, something I feel like I deserve, but that he's like a kind and good father, continually showing me the gift that he's given me 
in Jesus, the grace that he offers me in a Savior. Would you be willing to do that today? Even right now, if you're listening to this on a walk or maybe it's in your car, if there's something you feel like um, you've been envying in others, you feel like you deserve it and they have it, but you deserve it, would you just speak it out now and know that God doesn't run away from you? He doesn't reject you. He doesn't mock you. But also, I pray that you would ask him to show you what he's given you in Christ. And you'd be overwhelmed by that, by that gift, by the depth and the goodness, the unbelievable reality that the living God gives you himself. Thanks, Father, that you're right. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. Who can stand before jealousy? Only God, people who have received the ultimate gift in Jesus. So would we receive that today? Trust that as the greatest gift we could ever have and know that it's you who gave it to us. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.